Thank you so much for joining us today and listening to a PCF podcast. We believe listening to the Word of God will change your life. God bless you as you continue listening to this podcast. Good morning. Well, over 50 years ago, when I, when I was just a wee boy, I did very well at primary school and I actually won a place at a prestigious academy. That will amaze some of you. It will also amaze my wife to know that I was uh, selected for the school choir. How good is that? And uh, what's even more amazing is when I, when I was preparing this, I, uh, I was sitting with a coffee, just praying, thinking, asking the Lord, and suddenly into my mind came the words of our old school hymn. That's over 50 years ago, but clear as day it came. Oh, come let us with glad music extol the holy cross it's our special glory exalt we in the cross for by the cross we triumph our foemen we destroy its standard that's banner or flag its standard is our signal for victory and joy so after all these years i remembered that and then i just thought thank you lord that's my structure for my thoughts this morning because this is good friday and on Good Friday, we're supposed to remember the cross. And the first line says, extol, extol the cross. It's not a word we use a lot nowadays, but we, I think we still use it occasionally. People extol the virtues of the football team. They extol the virtues of a person. They extol the virtues of a band. They extol the virtues of their new car or whatever it is. So extol means to to praise very much, to celebrate, to enthuse about something. And we all know we're not enthusing about two bits of wood forming a cross. What we're enthusing about is who was on it, what happened there, why, and what it means for us. And you know what it means everything. The Apostle Paul, when he wrote to the Corinthians church, said this, For I resolved, when I'm with you, to know nothing except Jesus Christ and him crucified. I resolve to know nothing except Jesus Christ and him on the cross. And theologians agree, 100 years ago, P.T. Forsyth said this, All that Christ was or is in heaven or earth was put into what he did on the cross. You don't understand Christ until you understand his cross. That's what he says. You don't understand Christ till you understand his cross. So this Good Friday, God's Friday, join with me as we extol the cross. Line two says, it's our special glory, exalt we in the cross. So why is it our special glory? What does that mean and why should we exalt in it? Well, we remember that before the cross, getting to God wasn't easy. We had the law, you had works, you had commandments, you had a God that was perceived to be distant, and that was just so tough. It was virtually mission impossible keeping all the laws, but the cross changed everything because it proclaims God's forgiveness and so much more. And I've jotted a few things down here. The cross reminds us that Jesus paid for my sins three times in Scripture, once in the Old Testament, twice in the New. It says, God remembers my sin no more. Hebrews 8 and verse 12 is a great example. For I will, says the Lord, I will forgive their wickedness and I will remember their sins no more. I love the message 
Bible translation of this. It says, the slate of their sin is forever wiped clean. That's us. The slate of your sin is forever wiped clean. The cross also reminds me that this cleansing is ongoing. 1 John chapter 1 and verse 7 says, Jesus' blood cleanses us from all sin. And the great news is that word cleanses is the present continuous tense. It's something that goes on and on and on. It's like a permanent wash cycle. We can rejoice in the cross today because the cleansing is ongoing. Then the cross reminds you that God's not judging you. He can't judge you. Jesus has faced the judgment already. It's, I heard it once explained. It's like when they, there's, a, there's a forest fire and they actually cut down some trees or burn some trees because the fire can't come where there's been fire before. The fire can't come where there's been fire before. So rejoice. Jesus paid the price for you. Jesus faced the judgment. So for us, there's no condemnation. I love Colossians 2.14. It says Jesus cancelled the record of charges against us, and he took it away by nailing it to the cross. And I look at the cross, it also reminds me I'm righteous in him. 2 Corinthians 5.21, Jesus became sin for us, or a sin offering for us, so that we would become the righteousness of God. Friends, if you're a believer, you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. However you're feeling, however I'm feeling, we can't argue with the truth. And we all need to hear this, because when we fail, when we fall short, when we mess up, when we feel bad, it's so important we get this. In fact, it's so important when Paul wrote to the churches in Galatia, and he, he said in Galatians 6, verse 14, May I never boast, that word boast in, in the Greek means to exalt, may I never exalt except in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ. Friends, that's why it's our special glory and we can exalt in the cross. The third line says, for by the cross we triumph, our foemen we destroy. Ah, now when I was preparing this, I came across a quote by Oswald Chambers who said this. He said, all heaven is interested in the cross of Christ. All hell is terribly afraid of it. That's the demons, that's our foes. But then he says this, while mankind are the only beings who more or less ignore its meaning. Mankind are the only beings who more or less ignore its meaning. Well, we are not ignoring it this morning. The cross reminds me of that Jesus won and so we win. And whenever I start to feel sorry for myself, I can extol the cross. I can remember we win. I can remember that we triumph. And if I look again at the cross, I've jotted down some other things it's done. The cross reminds me Jesus did it for us. God is for me. God loves me. And it says in Romans 8.31, if God is for us, bracket, and he is, then who can stand against us? He did it for you. Look at the cross. You'll see it's empty. That reminds us that death is beaten as well. We win. I look at the cross. It reminds me that Jesus took the rap. For us, Isaiah 53, verse 5, he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. And the punishment that brought us peace was upon him. And by his wounds, we are healed. 
Amen. Say amen to to these scriptures. They're fantastic. The punishment that brought us peace was on him. He took the rap. The cross says today that it reminds us that enemies are vanquished, that diseases are healed, that poverty is beaten. And the other thing the cross reminds me under this heading is there's no more to be done. It's so complete what Jesus did there. The Bible says he sat down. Hebrews 10, 12 After Jesus offered himself to God as a single sacrifice for sins, good for all time, he sat down in the place of honour at God's right hand. A one-off sacrifice, good for all time. That's brilliant. In fact, it was so good when Jesus hung on the cross, his last words hanging from the cross were, it is finished. That's a Greek expression meaning and you put it on a on an invoice to say paid in full it was completely paid it was the perfect job it was complete it was absolute and I found um, I found my hymn online my old school hymn and there's a verse further on in which it says the demons quail at the cross you can see how our foes are destroyed. Whether your foe is fear, whether your foe is negativity, whether your foe is a nagging conscience, whatever, you, whatever your foe is, is destroyed at the cross. So we can extol the cross. That's the third line. And then the fourth line says this. It's standard is our signal. The word standard there is an old word for banner. Or flag, so his banner is our signal for victory and joy. (laughs) Those of you who have been in this church for some time will know that uh, I've said many times in the past that some Christians live as if the cross never happened, that they're living on the other side of it, as it were. But we know it did happen, so we can live this side of it. We can live in the knowledge of the cross, in the grace of the cross, in the good of the cross and we can live differently. See, even when life gets tough, we can extol the cross because it really is our victory sign and it's ongoing. It's on, its benefits are ongoing and ongoing and ongoing. First and foremost for me, the cross reminds me that God loves me. God loves you. John 3.16 is the most famous verse in the Bible. You, You can look that for yourself. He loves you. He brought you into a new covenant. I look at the cross and it reminds me that God's acceptance is not based on my performance. It's just based on Jesus and his perfect sacrifice. So I don't need to drum up my faith. He had faith to hang on the cross and he knew Father God would raise him from the dead and he did. So I don't need to drum up faith. He's shown all the faith that's needed. I just need to believe in him and trust in him and what he did. I look at the cross, it reminds me also that grace has come. And when we see his grace, faith stirs within us. That's how we got saved in the first place, Ephesians 2 and verse 8. For it's by grace you're saved, through faith. And that not of your own self, that's a gift of God as well. And when I think about this one, I think about, you remember that woman that had blood leaking from her all the time for years and years and years? And then one day she heard there was this fella called Jesus coming round and he showed God's grace, love and acceptance. People came to him, he showed grace, he did not reject them. People came to him with needs, he showed grace, 
He met their needs. People came to him with sicknesses. He showed grace. He healed their sicknesses. So she thought, this is a man of grace. I'm going to that man. And here's the thing. She saw his grace. Jesus saw her faith. And he said, woman, your faith has healed you. How good is that? That's fantastic. The cross reminds us that grace has come. The cross also reminds us that that cleansing I mentioned earlier is ongoing. When your conscience condemns you, you can cleanse it again and again. Hebrews 9.14, Romans 8.1 confirms there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, for the Christians. And that's ongoing as well. There is no Today, as of now, there is no condemnation for Christians. The cross also reminds me my identity changed forever, absolutely forever, in Christ. The cross means that I'm a new creation, 2 Corinthians 5.17. I'm part of a brand new species. The cross gave me peace with God. The cross proclaims that I'm in a new family. The cross proclaims I'm in a new relationship with Father God. The cross tells me I'm a citizen of heaven. Friends, there's a new identity this morning. And the cross also reminds me of Jesus' promise. Do you remember he said to his disciples, he said, he said I've got to go, but when I go, I'm going to send you a comforter, a helper. It's called the Holy Spirit. Well, I look at the cross and it's empty. So he's gone. So the Holy Spirit's here and I can say, come Holy Spirit, walk with me daily. Isn't that just wonderful? So the cross is our banner, our flag, our signal for victory and joy because we live in a new covenant with God. So let's extol the cross. So friends, isn't that just brilliant? And, and all I'm doing here is just extolling the cross. I'm reminding us of just some, just a fraction of what it represents. And it's so good. So here's my question this morning. Is it time for you to look afresh at the cross? I'm reminded Jesus asked the blind man, you remember, he asked him, what do you see? And he saw people looking like trees. And Jesus said, look again and tell me what you see. And then you could see perfectly. I want to say that to you this morning. Look again. What do you see? Is today a day to realign? Is, is a day, today a day to remember you're on this side of the cross? Is today a day to extol the cross and give thanks? I think it is. In London, there's a place called Charing Cross. Um, it's uh, right outside, there's a, there's a monument with a, with a cross on the top. It's right outside Charing Cross Station. And of course the locals um, don't refer to it as Charing Cross, they refer to it as the cross. I'll meet you at the cross, we'll, we'll go to the cross. And the significance of that monument, that cross, is that it's the, it's the centre point for London. It's taken to be the centre point from London. Six roads converge on that cross and if you're taking a measurement from here to London it'll be measured to that cross that's where they that's where they measure it to well one day the police heard about a wee boy that got lost in that area he's only about seven or eight years old 
So the, the policeman got him and said, okay, son, come on, we'll take, let's get you home. Where do you live? And the wee boy didn't know his address. He could picture the house, he could picture the scene, but he didn't know his address. And they were a bit puzzled about, about what to do. So they said, son, can you, can you think of anything? What are we going to do? And um, after a few minutes, the boy's face lit up. And he said to the policeman this, if you will take me to the cross, I think I can find my way from there. Because he's, he's talking about Charing Cross. But isn't that a great word for us? If you will take me to the cross, I think I can find my way from there. So that's my old school hymn. Come let us with glad music extol the holy cross. It's our special glory. Exalt we in the cross. For by the cross we triumph. Our foemen we destroy. Its banner is our signal for victory and joy. Friends, I want to say today the cross is so special. In some senses, of course, it's crazy to have the cross as a symbol of, of your religion. I think um, other religions were baffled as to why we would have an instrument of, of, of death, an execution instrument, as, as our symbol. Muslims, of course, regard it as a sacrilege because the prophet Jesus did not die on a cross, according to them. To the Northern Europeans, they, they, they mocked us. They mocked the Christians because they, 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 they spoke about the nailed God, nailed to a tree. Uh, and therefore that meant weakness. And Christians have spoken about the scandal of the cross or the offence of the cross. Even for us, it does seem odd. I mean, it, the cross was a, a symbol of shameful execution designed to humiliate you. So why would we have that as our symbol? It's like be like putting a, a guillotine on top of the church or getting a, a miniature electric chair and putting it on a chain around your neck. So in one sense, it's, it doesn't make sense. And there was great pressure, apparently, to change it to something less offensive, a symbol that was more acceptable, something that was more palatable. But I'm so glad they refused because they knew the early church fathers knew how important it is. And it's summed up in this, I think, 1 Corinthians chapter 1 and verse 18. The Apostle Paul said this, For the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to us who believe it's the power of God. The message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to us who believe us who are being saved, it's the power of God. So friends, this Good Friday, maybe we could be like that wee boy who said, if you'll take me to the cross, I think I can find my way there. You might need to find your way in all sorts of different aspects. Maybe you need to come back to Jesus. Maybe, maybe you need to find Jesus for the first time. Maybe you've got to find a place of no condemnation. Maybe you've got to find a place where your conscience can be cleansed. Maybe a place where your doubts and fears can be dealt with. Maybe a place where you're free just to be you. But whatever it is, the cross is the place for you. So my prayer this morning 
is that you'd be renewed in faith as you hear these words. And as we move to communion shortly, why not extol the cross? Why not enthuse about the cross? Why not celebrate the cross afresh and find your way home again? Thank you.